You're listening to When Love Shows Up, weekly reflections on God's presence. I'm Philip Duvall, the rector of the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you for joining us. A few weeks ago at our 9 a.m. service, we baptized some babies. It was beautiful. We baptized two children, one from a family that has only been at Redeemer for a year and one from a family that has been here for decades. Seeing them stand side by side and reciting the baptismal vows just floored me, just filled my heart to bursting. Now, a few months ago, we moved the baptismal font closer to the entrance, and I have to tell you, this just did not work at all for this baptism. Somehow we managed to create a situation where half the congregation couldn't see what was happening during one of the most important events of our shared life. I'm looking over my notes, and I'm pretty sure that was all my fault. Anyway, didn't matter. The morning was so beautiful that nobody even complained about this. The joy was palpable in the room, and it carried us through the rest of the service and into the week. I always love baptism. It feels like like each one brings something new into my consciousness about how God is actually real and present and working in our lives. This time was no different. Surrounded by this life and love, I asked the children's sponsors the question, Will you? by your prayers and witness, help this child to grow into the full stature of Christ? And they dutifully answered, I will with God's help. Usually, during this line of questioning, I'm taken by the phrase, with God's help. Because it always reminds me that if we're at all serious about rooting our lives in love, we will not be able to do it alone. But that Sunday, that Sunday, it was something in the question that lifted me up. To grow into the full stature of Christ. What does it mean for these children to grow into the full stature of Christ? What does it mean for us to do the same? I wrote uh, in a recent blog post and and recorded a podcast that I wrote about how historically I have been obsessed with numbers as a church leader. Many of us are. We talk about church growth, and we are almost always talking about literally increasing the number of people associated with our community. And I understand that, and I can't totally disown it. If we believe that what we're doing matters— that it makes an impact, and that our, our community can transform people's lives, why would we not want to increase the number of people who experience that? But this is not the growth we are talking about in baptism. In baptism, we are talking not about numerical growth, but about our maturity, our development, our spiritual growth alongside and towards one another as we see more clearly how to love like God loves. 
hey, it is totally fine to love baptism because it means new members of our church. That's great. But I hope we can see past that as well and recognize that these babies, these nascent humans, these brand new Christians, that they are pushing us to grow, to develop, to mature. God put them in our lives on purpose. How will we respond to that? How will we let them shape us? What will we learn from them about Jesus? And how will we all grow together? We talk about growth in our vision statement. There's a whole bullet point dedicated to it. And we will be focusing on that bullet point throughout this program year. In it, we say that we envision a church that is, and I quote, growing with people of every age, race, gender, sexual orientation, socioeconomic situation, and political persuasion. We wrote that four years ago. And I will freely admit that when we wrote it, I was thinking about numbers. I was thinking about increasing the number of people that are connected to Redeemer. But the language we used pushes us beyond that. When we say we want to grow not only in number, but in the type and age and experience and perspective of our membership, we are saying we want our understanding of who we are to grow. We are talking about the growth, development, and maturity of how and where we see love. Communities are generally built around similarity. I'm going to say that again. It's kind of a big thought. So I'm going to say it again. Communities are generally built around similarity. Similar interests, similar life experiences, similar histories, bloodlines, perspectives. Historically, human cultures have not encouraged people to seek connection and relationship outside of their prescribed circle. Church is meant to counter this. Now, we don't always get it right. We don't. But... This is what church is supposed to be about. The first churches experienced conflict in large part because they were made up of people that had historically not been encouraged to connect. The churches described in St. Paul's letters were made up of Jews and Gentiles, rich, poor, and middle class, both men and women were put into positions of leadership, and Paul insisted that servants had as much a voice as the Roman nobles among them. They had one thing, one thing in common. They believed that Jesus Christ had opened them all up to the power of God's love. And they believed that sharing life with each other was how they could grow into the full stature of of Christ. To really be Christian, their understanding of where God is working and whom God is blessing 
had to grow. So it is for us. Growing with people of every age, race, gender, sexual orientation, sociological situation, and political persuasion isn't about numbers, and it's not about being current or relevant. It's about creating a community that sees God in one another. It's about seeing God at work in someone, not despite our differences, but in our difference. It's about seeing there's always more for me to learn about God's love if only I'm willing to look outside of myself and see you for who you really are. This has been When Love Shows Up, a podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer. From Cincinnati, Ohio, the Queen of the Midwest, the crown jewel of the Buckeye State, this is Philip Duvall. Remember, you are blessed, and you are a blessing. Thank you for listening.